जय राधमाधवा कुंजाबिहारी राधमाधवा कुंजाबिहारी
all glories to assembled devotees all glories to sri guru and sri goranga ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत्य नरंचम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टाएद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवतोत्तम श्लोके We are reading from <coughs> Amala Puran Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto One, Title Creation, Chapter Two, Divinity and Divine Service, Verse Number Twenty Seven. Rajasthamas Prakritaya, Samasila Bajanti Vai. पितृभूता प्रजे साधिन श्री ऐश्वर्य समशीला भजंति वाय पितृभूता प्रजे साधिन श्री ऐश्वर्य प्रजेपेपव राजस्तमस प्रकृताय समशीला भजंती बाय पितृभूत प्रजेशादिन श्री ऐश्वर्य प्रजेपव पितृभूता प्रजेशादिन श्री ऐश्वर्य प्रजेपव रजस्तम प्रकृताय समशीला भजंति वाय पितृभूता प्रजेशादिन श्री ऐश्वर्य प्रजेपव रजस्तम प्रकृताय समशीला भजंति वाय पितृभूत प्रजेशादिन श्री ऐश्वर्य प्रजेपव रजस्तम प्रकृताय समशीला भजंति वाय 
पितृभूता प्रजेशादिन सीयर्ष्वर्य प्रजेप्षवह राजस्तमह प्रकृत्तायह बजस समशीला बजन्तिवाय पितृभूता प्रजेशादिन सीयर्ष्वर्य प्रजेप्षवह Rajaha, the mode of passion. Tamaha, the mode of ignorance. Prakrutayaha, of that mentality. Samasila, of the same categories. Bhajanti, do worship. Why? Actually. Pitra. the forefathers bhuta the living beings prajeshadin controllers of cosmic administration shreya enrichment aishwarya wealth and power praja progeny ipshavaha so desiring translation those who are in the mode of those who are in the mode of passion and ignorance worship the forefathers other living beings and the demigods who are in charge of cosmic activities for they are urged by the desire to be materially benefited with women wealth power and progeny purport by sivan grishila prabhupad there is no need to worship demigods of whatever so category if one is serious about going back to godhead in the bhagavad gita chapter 7 verse 20 and 23 it is clearly said that those who are mad after material enjoy, material enjoyment approach the different demigods for temporary benefits which are meant for men with poor fund of knowledge we should never desire to increase the depth of material enjoyment material enjoyment should be accepted only up to the point of bare necessities of life and not more or less than that to accept more material enjoyment means to bind oneself more and more to the miseries of material existence more wealth more women and false aristocracy are some of the demands of the materially disposed man because he has no information about the benefit derived from vishnu worship by vishnu worship one can derive benefit in this life as well as in life after death forgetting these principles foolish people who are after more wealth more wives and more children worship various demigods the aim of life is to end the miseries of life and not to increase them for material enjoyment there is no need to approach the demigods the demigods are all but servants of the lord <clears throat> sorry the demigods are but the servants of the lord as such they are duty bound to supply necessities of life in the form of water light air etc one should work hard and worship the supreme lord by the fruits of one's hard labor for existence and that should be the motto of life one should be careful to execute the occupational service with faith in god in the proper way and that will lead gradually one on the progressive march back to godhead <clears throat> lord sri krishna when he was personally present at brajadama stopped the worship of demigod indra and advised the residents of braja 
to worship by their business, to have faith in God. Worshipping the multi-demigods for material gain is practically a perversity of religion. This sort of religious activity has been condemned in the very beginning of the Bhagavatam as Kaitava Dharma. There is only one religion in the world to be followed by one and all, and that is the Bhagavata Dharma, or the religion which teaches one to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead and no one else. Oma Jnanat Mirandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Sakshurun Militam Jainat Sasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Hagadamayam Dadati Swapatantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagagana Raguna Tanvitam Tamsajeevam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Sri Radha Krishna Padam, Sagagana Lalita, Sri Vishakan Mitamscha, E Krishna Karuna Sindo, Dina Bando Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopika Kanta, Radha Kanta Namostate, Taptakanchana Gaurangi, Rade Vindavaneshari, Vishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Haripriye, Vanchakalpatarebhyascha, Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha, Patitanam Pavanibhyo, Vaishnavibhyo Namunamaha, Namavum Mishtapadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Sarashati Devi Gauravani Pacharine Nirvisesha Shunyavadi Pashata Dashatarine Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunatananda Sri Advaita Gadadara Shivas Adi Gauru Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Let's read the translation responsibly those who are in the mode of passion and ignorance worship the forefathers, other living beings and the demigods who are in charge of cosmic activities for they are urged by a desire to be materially benefited with women, wealth, power, and progeny. <clears throat> okay. Many advanced devotees says this is the most important chapter in the entire Bhagavatam. Second chapter, Divinity and Divine Service. So we are fortunate to speak on this chapter and listen, listen on this chapter. Um, every purport in this chapter, if one reads one verse seriously, his life can change. Um, the purport is all amazing in, in this in this um, chapter. So, if we take a little um, tour of what happened in the first chapter, the the sages of Naimisharanya asked a question to Sutta Goswami. Six questions were asked, and um, one of the questions was, uh, okay, then in the, the second kato begins, um, and then they, they start to answer one at a time. Um, not sequentially, but they start to answer. Sutta Goswami starts to speak. And then the, the process of bhakti and how one can get bhakti is defined. Um, one can get bhakti by serving the devotees of the Lord. And then it goes on to say um, how one can get faith. Tathadadana munayo. Many serious Devotees in the past have attained this by serving the devotees, so you're not the first person, we're not the first ones to do it. So just have the faith that it's possible that, that we can also do this. 
And then it goes on, and now uh, around the 20th verse or so, um, the topic changes a little bit, and then they talk about the, the three modes of material nature, interestingly, which is also a central theme in Bhagavad Gita. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, the 23rd verse, Sattvam Rajasthamaiti, and then it continues on until this verse. This is the end of this small section where we talk about the, the three modes of material nature. So we know the mode of goodness is Sattva Guna, mode of passion is Raja Guna, and the mode of passion is Tamaguna. And then here it says those who are mode, we are talking about those who are in the mode of passion and ignorance. What do they typically do? They worship the forefathers and other living beings and the demigods who are in charge of cosmic activities, just like Indra, Chandra, others. For they are urged by a desire to be materially benefited. Their desire is not to understand that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna is the Bhagavan Swayam. It's not that, that's not their end goal. They are temporarily um, Attract, attracted to the temporariness of this world and they are interested in getting um, with more women, wealth, power, progeny, etc. And that is where they think um, the happiness or the ultimate goal of life is and that's what they aspire for. Next verse onwards, the, it takes a different direction. It talks about the Supreme Lord again, Vasudeva Paraveda, but let's focus on this verse. So the, in, the, in the first introduction to this, Prabhupada summarizes this entire verse in one, the first um, sentence of this purport. There is no need to worship demigods of whatever so category if one is serious about going back to Godhead. So one is interested in about getting more wealth, power, progeny, etc., etc., etc. That's questionable too. Prabhupada later on says that material enjoyment are ultimately given by Krishna because all the demigods are servant of the Lord. So there is no need to worship demigods. But here, um, if one is serious about going back home, back to Godhead, there is no need to worship any demigod of whatsoever category. So in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, verse 20, um, anybody know the verse? Kamasthastar hirta jnanam prapaddhante anya devata tam tam nema astaya the intelligence is stolen by by um, huh? stolen by illusory energy of the Lord. Yeah. So, and then twenty-third verse. I I don't recall what the twenty-third verse is. Just give me. Okay. 23rd verse, Antavattu phalam teshan tadbhavanti alpamedasam devan deva yajoyanti madbhaktim yanti mamapi. Another pertinent verse, men of small intelligence worship the demigods. So they are not the, it's alpa buddhaya, that means small intelligence. Men of small intelligence worship the demigods and their fruits are limited and temporary. We have the best materialist, Hiranyakashifu. He wanted you all recall what he wanted? He wanted immortality. That's all he wanted. I wanted to live forever. So he approached the topmost person in the material world, Lord Brahma. And then he did a penance for a long time, more than we could count. And then um, Brahma appeared before him 
Hiranyakashipu was just bones. He was breathing somehow through his, his body. The flesh has been eaten away. His bones have been almost eaten away. And he was just existing in his, in his spirit form. And then he had a plan. And then he said, Lord Brahma came there and he said, I want immortality. He said, sorry, I cannot give you because I am not immortal. I live for a long time, but I am not immortal. Hiranyakashipu had already planned B. Picked the phone from his back pocket and he said, I want this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. Okay, you can have that. But that is the best you can get achieved by the best materialist, right? And here uh, the translation is, men of, small, men of small intelligence worship the demigods and the fruits are limited and temporary. Those who worship the demigods go to the planets of demigods. And then my devotees, Madhbaktim, Yanti Mamapi, my devotees ultimately will come to me, Krishna says, my, my supreme planet. So, um, it is corroborated in Srimad Bhagavatam by the devotees of the Lord who are speaking in Bhagavad Gita where Lord himself says um, that in, in stronger, word, stronger words are used in um, Bhagavad Gita, Alpa Buddha, which means men of small intelligence worship the demigods. And here it says, those who are in the modes of passion and ignorance worship the demigods for their mode is, their, their ultimate benefit is different. So, so whatever the goal is, whether you are a person, whether you want to do the ultimate bhakti, or you are a person that wants to do um, some kind of material benefit, it's best to worship Krishna. There is a verse, you know where I am going with this, right? Verses, I am losing it. Akama sarva kamava. Moksha kama udharati, thivrena bhakti yogena, yajaita purusha param. This verse is like a little capsule. It contains the entire purport of many, many scriptures in, in this little, little pill. So, akama, what kind of person are you? Akama, sarva kama, moksha kama. Whether you are a person that has no desires, I have, I have given up all desires. Or you are, that is akama. Sarva Kama, I am all kinds of material desires, just like the person that we are discussing here. They are already labeled as Alpha Buddha, or men of small intelligence by the Lord. And those who are in the mode of passion and ignorance. Akama, Sarva Kama, Moksha Kama, I am not of this material world. I don't want anything of this material world. I want something about the spiritual, uh, something spiritual. My end goal is to attain Moksha, liberation. Akama, Sarvakama, Moksha Kama, Udharati. Udharati means broad-minded people. What do they do? So we, we talked about the people. Now we talk about what do you have to do? Thivrena Bhakti Yogena. That means do devotional service with determination. Unbroken determination. Thivra means determination. Um, Bhakti Yogena. And then it says, unto who? I don't know unto who. Ejaita Purusham Param, the, the Supreme Person. I worship the Supreme Person. So it, this says, who should worship, how, should, how to worship, and to whom we should worship. This one verse contains the entire, uh, all the three things that we need. So, uh, and Prabhupada kind of says that in, in many, words, many words here, uh, for whether you have material enjoyment or not, there is no need to approach the demigod. Prabhupada says in, in the next paragraph, because the demigods are but the servants of the Lord and they are duty-bound to give you the supplies of necessities in the form of light, air, water, etc. 
just like if you pay the water bill regularly in a government that is systematic and not corrupt, you can expect water the next month. If you pay electricity bill, then you should get electricity. If the government is corrupt, then, you know, cannot help it. But in, in a society where things are supposed to work, we see that, you know, we pay taxes, you do the, um, you do whatever that you're supposed to do, then you get the benefit of being there, right? Here, this is, uh, this sentence is in, it, it is italicized. It says, one should work hard and worship the Supreme Lord by the fruits of one's hard labor for existence, and that should be the motto of life. So Prabhupada is not for someone taking it easy, right? So he says, one should work hard and, and worship the Supreme Lord by the fruits of one's labor. So we should work hard and give the fruits of our labor to the um, to the Lord, and then that should be the motto of life. Work hard is, whether you want to succeed or not, you have to work hard these days. But working hard for Krishna is better. And then, in the last paragraph, Srila Prabhupada says, when he was, Krishna was presently, personally present in Vajadam, he stopped the worship of Indra. We know that. Indra got really mad, and then he sent heavy clouds and rain and there was the inundated and we see that the picture where Krishna lifted the Govardhan hill um, and then he said Krishna told Nanda Maharaj have faith in me no need to worship demigods it's me who gives you everything but Nanda Maharaj found it a little bit hard to believe anyway they followed and then we saw that um, Krishna saved them worshipping the multi demigods for material and grain is practically a perversity of religion how can someone write like this? <laughs> I'll read it again. Worshipping the multi-demigods for material grain is practically a perversity of religion. So we are supposed to be giving the fruits of our labor to the Lord. In, in, instead, the materially attracted person, he goes to the Lord, he goes to the demigods, and then he asks something in return for his work. And that's why Prabhupada calls it the perversity of religion. This sort of religious activity is being condemned in the very beginning of Bhagavatam as Kaitava Dharma. Dharma Prochita Kaitava In the second verse of Srimad Bhagavatam it is said, this uh, Bhagavatam, the Amala Puran, kicks out all bogus paths. Something that is secondary is all kicked out. Only the worship of Krishna is, is mentioned here in Srimad Bhagavatam. There is one, only one religion to be followed by one and all and that is the Bhagavata Dharma. The religion which teaches one to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead and no one else. So, um, we've taken the right step. We've assembled here to hear Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, we are in Radha Kalachanji Dham. So, it is important that we understand um, the, the second chapter. Um, read the, please read the purports. It's, it's very important because you ask and all the lectures are recorded right, and are available on... on um, on, on the Kalachanji audio website, listen to them because it won't be possible for you to go back and listen to second chapter. Now you have an opportunity. We had His Holiness Giriraj Maharaj spoke on some verses. His Holiness um, Bhaktivinoda Swami spoke on some, some verses. So please listen, please listen to these verses. It's really important. This could be, um, a, this is a great opportunity, you know, for us to come back to first canto, second chapter. Again, we'll take Many, 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 few more years, at least five, six years. So it's better to, huh? 
Are you saying it could it takes twenty five years? One verse a day. There are many verses that don't have purport, but anyway, yeah, he's he's calculating it in his supercomputer. Yeah. But it, it takes years. I mean let's let's be clear about that. So um, the Bhagavata Dharma is what? Listening to Srimad Bhagavatam every day. Nashta Prayeshva Badreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. The Prabhupada says Bhagavata Sevaya means you hear. You hear every day. And then Shunvata Swakata Krishna, it's another verse that was discussed earlier. Shunvata Swakata Krishna Punya Shavana Kirtanaha. Hridayantastohi Badrani Vidunoti Suhradat Satam. What does that mean? Shunvata, when you hear Swakata Krishna of the pastimes of the Lord, um, Shunvata Swakata Krishna, Punya Shavana Kirtanaha. Those past, I mean, those verses are glorified, glory in themselves. Hridayantastohi Badrani. It goes and sits in the heart and it cleanses. It's just like, you know, our bathroom sometimes, the tiles get mold or whatever, not taken care of properly. And then you go to some store and you buy these chemicals and spray it on. You don't need to scrub it anymore. Just spray it on. And then after a few hours, it, the gunk is all gone. It's like that. So this, the magic spray works when you listen to Bhagavatam every day. Hridayantastohi uh, Abhadrani. Subhadra means all auspicious. Badra means auspicious. Subhadra means very, very auspicious. Abhadra means inauspicious. This gets rid of all inauspicious things in our heart. Hridayanta stohi abhadrani vidunoti satam. So it takes care of all those. That's Bhagavata Dharma. When you read Bhagavatam every day, hear, listen to Bhagavatam every day, we tend to go towards, lean towards Bhagavatam. That, that should be the goal. And this, Srimad Bhagavatam just started here, about two, 20, 27 verses here, another about 30 verses, about 52 months ago, we started this. So this is a great start for you to go back and pick up some, you know, do some extra lis- listening, and then you can continue on, sign up for the next 25 years, listen one verse a day, few verses a day. That'll be a good life changer. Okay, I'll stop here. Are there any comments, questions, chastisements? Yes, Mother Kunti. Srila Prabhupada say that the entire world could be governed for the next 10,000 years just based on the first canto? Was it just the first canto? Or I've, the heard, second? I've heard something. I think it's the first canto. First canto. Mm. So, just to add to that, Srila Prabhupada, I, I've read it, I don't know if he actually said it, but a lot of Srila Prabhupada's realizations were um, poured into the first canto, and they said in the first six chapters, a lot of his uh, comments. I mean, you see the purports are extraordinary. Uh, every every verse has some kind of purport. He has put a lot into this, so we should, it's our duty to read. Yeah, and give it out. And by the way, giving out, in our Bhakti Viksha, we are reading Srimad Bhagavatam. We just finished chapter 2. We are in the middle of chapter 3, so we finished chapter 2 about a month or so ago. So we started in the beginning of this year on first canto, first cha- first chapter. Finished two chapters. We are in the third chapter now. So our bhakti viksha Friday 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 gathering in North Plano, Frisco area. You should come. Yeah. 
Any other comments? Yes, Paul. I have a question, Prabhuji. Like sometimes, uh, sometimes, uh, like you know, we we hear strong verses, strong purports, and definitely they're very nourishing, inspiring, and we get inspired. <coughs> uh then my 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 question is basically would you recommend you know how you deal when you uh like say come across a family member who is worshiping demigods a friend who is worshiping demigods uh a colleague or or some other person uh and then definitely the verse is there but how do you you know, like act in such a way that you know we don't become exclusive but inclusive. Or uh, that's what coming to my mind. Would you like to recommend? Yeah. Okay. And the question. I think everybody heard it, right? How if uh, somebody, friend, relative, colleague, um, someone in your neighborhood worships, not in your neighborhood, <laughs> in my neighborhood, <laughs> in your neighborhood, everyone worships Krishna. <laughs> But um, in our neighborhood, in my neighborhood, there are many people that, that worship other demigods. So how do we handle them? How do we give the, the doses in, in a measured and proportional way? That's the question. Okay, and how do I do it? Um, what I'm doing may not be accurate. Um, it's, a ve- it's a very hard thing to go and tell them to, to stop worshipping their particular Devata. Uh, you know, some of these... Um, maybe a family practice. They could have been worshipping their deities for a long time um, because it's generations, you know, they are Shiva Bhaktas, or they worship Hanuman, whoever, right? So it, it's, um, it's, again, me speaking, I don't know, I don't have any religious thing to quote, or whatever, but you have to be very sensitive to, to them, to, uh, about it, I'm sure there is another. There are other viewpoints that say, no, don't worry about it. You should just go tell them what it is. Maybe that'll work for them. But I personally don't. Um, I encourage them to worship Krishna. I say, you know, why you have everyone else in your altar? Why don't you also have a murti of Krishna and then offer to Krishna also? And then once Krishna comes in, it's like that. Uh, the spray that I was talking about. Slowly, the cleansing will happen. Uh, but. It would be very inappropriate, in my opinion, not so humble opinion, to go and tell them that stop worship of so-and-so. Um, because they can just turn and go away. And, you know, and they may have a very bad name, you know, thinking that these people are extreme and... Uh, yeah, right. And take years to undo that opinion. You know, once that opinion gets formed, it will take years to undo that, that one particular statement that we did. And that, I, I mean, I, I, I have some personal experience in when my, 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 where my mother, my parents live in Chennai, one, uh, one is con devotee. She comes and she says, um, all in your altar, you need to clear out all your deities, just uh, install Krishna. It didn't work. You know, many of them came. I mean, it's, it's a very successful Sangha program. But it will be very hard for and hard for them, uh, the, the ladies especially, in Indian ladies especially, living in India, 
they have such a sentimental aspects to it, right? There is always something going on in the family. And, you know, if I remove this, something else will come. I don't want to be the person that's responsible for this. Okay, I can, I can put Krishna here, but it'll be harder for me to take something out. So it's, um, it's a very fine line that you have to tread carefully. Thank you, Prabhupada. Yes, Prabhupada. Thank you, Prabhupada, for the class. So you talked about wonderfully about uh, how a person in ignorance or a person in mode of passion is alpha buddhi and also in Bhagavatam is quoted. So what is the quotation for devotees who are in this? So they are devotee but at the same time living in mode of passion or ignorance. Devotees in the mode of passion or ignorance. Um, there are devotees in the mode of passion or in, devotees in the mode of passion or ignorance. What it is for them? How how what is happening to them? Are they in goodness, passion, and ignorance? So that's a very you know mile long answer for that question. It's very hard to. Um, so in Bhagavad Gita there is a verse. These uh, modes. First of all, we should never be complacent to think that I'm a devotee. I'm always in the mode of goodness. Guess what? Your next turn would be whack. Okay. Because these modes in Bhagavad Gita, it is said, are in constant competition. They want to want, they want to overpower each other. Right? You, the, when, when you go into mode of goodness, passion and ignorance come in and say, I cannot let you get up there, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to get on top of you. So there is a constant battle of um, modes trying to dominate us. So, um, the best way is to ground it properly in the association of devotees. That's why devotee association is very important. Because when you talk to them, when you're, you know, when your rage or passion flares up, um, don't go to where the passion attracts. Right? Come to the ground. I mean, come to which grounds you better. Right? Uh, ignorance takes over you, comes to, come to where you are grounders, so you can be in the neutral territory. So, and then you can go back to the to goodness. We should never once think, "I am always in the mode of goodness. I have achieved mode of goodness, and that's where I belong. I'm here right now, and that's where I will be." It says constant competition. Right? All it takes is one ad, one commercial, one something, one distraction. So, always. Hmm? Yeah, always be on the lookout. One um, click. I mean, I always say you're one click away from disaster. Now, or, you know, in uh, in computers, it used to be one click. Now you're one touch away, pretty much with your phone, right? I mean, I, I remember in the first time that um, that these things started popping up was, was around 2007, 2008, when the location-based things started coming on your computer. I was overseas. I was in Germany. That's the first time it stood up. Oh, uh, these are the girls living next to you. I said, how did that happen? Oh, come on. Right? So that was first because maybe I didn't pay attention to it here, but when I was in another country, another setup, immediately this thing, oh, you know, okay, need to be careful here. Right? So you're just one click away. Not just your... Devotee life, your life itself could be in danger. So, we have to be aware of our frailty, not just take it for granted. Being a, de- oh, I'm a devotee man, I'm fully taken care of.
and you know the the brahmachari will tell you more about it right <laughs> what does that mean these three modes of material nature is very difficult to overcome but those who are surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it there is another verse in shrimad bhagavatam vatsapadam padam padam those who are um, the 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 three modes of material nature is like an ocean this life itself is like an ocean samsara sagara cannot cross the ocean can try but then one to one who had taken the shelter of mukunda this is like a water in a calf's hoof print just this much you can just so this our friend brajraj can step over it yes prabhu hi krishna prabhu thank you for the wonderful class um i just like to give a little bit of a comment about the question on demigods yes and in the previous verse uh to this um Mumu in the purporupan yeah yeah in the purporshila prabhupad said um highly qualified brahmanas situated in the mode of goodness have no grudges against the mode of worship of others they have all respect for other demigods and at the end it is said um it is for this reason only that candidates for liberation deliberately reject the worship of the demigods although they have no disrespect for any one of them so i just wanted to share that that very nice point yeah. we respect the yeah. demigods in a sense that they're servants mm-hmm. of krishna right. but we do reject you know their their worship but we don't have any grudge feeling Correct. against them or their followers right. in that sense a very good point you, you i'm i can see it right here highly qualified brahmana situated in the mode of goodness have no grudges against the mode of worship of others they have all respect for all demigod other demigods even though they may look ghastly like kalabairava or mahakali they know very well that these horrible features of the supreme lord are all different servitors of the lord under different conditions they are much better devotees than us yet they reject the worship of both the horrible and the attractive features of the demigods and they concentrate only on the forms of vishnu because they are serious about liberation from material conditions thank you bro that's a very nice point okay thank you hare krishna gantra shrimad bhagavatam ki and by the way the next verse 28 and 29 are together you must listen to it vasudeva paraveda so one of the best is kind of summarizes the entire second chapter it's very nice verse shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai